Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Five of Wands and the battle between the Lapiths and the Centaurs. Today's show will focus on the Six of Wands and the labors of Theseus. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols and all of the above Myth, Tarot, Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new-aged wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hey. We're talking about the Six of Wands today. Cease Wands. <laughs> cease, cease of Wands. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is a card that is occurs after a battle of sorts, if you remember from last week. We were talking about the Five of Wands, and it was just chaos, and everything was everywhere. Well, once the Six of Wands enters, it is a lot more calm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sixes, in general, tend to have a more calm energy about them, because they're more balanced as numbers. And uh, the balance in, six, in the Six of Wands definitely um, comes forth as well over here. Um, it's, a, it's almost as if... So I'll like, first describe this card... So we have a person who is on horseback. The horse is clothed in some sort of green drape of some mm -hmm. sort. It's like decorative. Um, it kind of looks like a circus tent. Like I don't know. A little bit. It's really tent. big. Yeah. Um, I also think it's kind of interesting that this card doesn't show any ground at all. Actually, mm -hmm. it's all just horse and people and wands sticking up into the air. And by wands, they're more like staffs, once again. Yeah. But there's definitely, um, it, it seems almost like a parade when I'm looking at it. Um, the person who is riding the horse has a crown of leaves on their head. What's that called? It's like a victory. It's a victory wreath. Even, yeah, yeah um, I don't, I can't really tell from um, the image if it's laurel or like olive leaves or. What but, kind of leaves they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's definitely something that's worn by a victor. Definitely, yeah. Um, and that person's staff also has a wreath uh, around the top of it, which mm. I think also is kind of a representation of victory. I think so. Um, so kind of accentuating that. It's interesting that all the staffs have new growths on them. It's kind of like it's a new beginning after the chaos that was had before. Mm. So I definitely get this feeling like there's a lot more order happening in this card um even though it might it might feel a little bit more it might feel kind of chaotic with um with all the staffs being everywhere but they're all sticking straight up um whereas before they were clanging and clashing with each other mm. uh in this card we have all the staffs that are pointing towards the sky um and it does create a kind of order uh, as well as the fact that there's one person on the horse which is creating a sort of hierarchy right Right. Um, so we have this idea of one person being a victor among the rest. And normally when we're when we receive this card, it is the seeker who is the victor. Mm. It's very rare that this card represents um, a victory that is not a somehow associated with the person who's asking the question. Okay. Um, I would say like in the in rare cases, it would probably be as like an obstacle 
Right, so it's like yeah, because it would be weird for it to be an obstacle. Like victory yeah, is victories. standing in your way. Like I don't. Know. Sometimes it can actually, yeah. uh, especially when we look at kind of some of the darker sides of this card. Uh, when you're like, just think of a sore winner, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. someone who thinks that they are the winner and they're always going to win, or that and, winning is everything, or that winning, winning is everything. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can have definitely some a dark side to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that is one of the ideas that comes forth in this card as well, is that there's this idea of someone who is a victor, who loses sight of the fact that, hey, you know, on average, you tend to win as often as you lose. <laughs> so this idea that you're focused so much on winning or even so much on losing um, is just showing a lack of accuracy in your judgment of reality (laughs) itself right um so yeah no one wins all the time um but you can definitely focus on the times when you do win Mm -hmm. um this card what it what it is showing though is that there will be victory um it's not necessarily achieved victory though it's a it's a more of a foretelling of victory card Mm. uh whereas some of the other cards it it's you know, like when we looked at the four of wands, that was definitely kind of a small victory. It was a, it was small successes, right? Uh, after a great effort, this one is more of like an actual victory that is to come after uh, chaos that has been had, right? So it's slight difference. Um, yeah, so this card is definitely a good card to receive. <laughs> it's probably one of the most um, like positive positive cards that we have in the wands suit. Okay. Right? Um, yeah, so when we looked at sixes before, sometimes sixes can represent decisions. Sometimes, they, like in the cups, it represented passing on of knowledge. Um, yeah, in our, in, in our swords, it was actually like a flight <laughs> away from the battle. Uh, which is a sort of decision, if you will. Mm-hmm. But in this case, um, it's the decision, if there is to be one, is how you react to that victory, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's about um, savoring the victory, but also not letting it get to your head. And so it's kind of like a balancing act, if you will, like trying to find the, the sweet spot where that victory really is made sweetest. Mm. How is this different from, say, like, the Nine or the Ten of Cups? Because that also seemed like a... Like a kind of victory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the Nine and Ten of Cups, those definitely have a lot more to do with relationships, right? Okay. So the the Six of Wands sometimes can can represent a new relationship or... um, But it's most often a friendship. Mm. Like, it it could represent a, a... a new relationship. It depends on what other cards are around it. Like, especially if it has some cups in there, in the around. six of wands yeah. can represent like a victory to be had. Um, if it's more career oriented then, cause the yeah. ones tend to be, could it mean that like all of your hard work is about to be like paid off? Or? Yeah. I would say the wands is, is more, it's kind of like a general victory card. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, with the nine of wands, it's the nine of, sorry, it's the nine of, Cups. <laughs> the Nine of Cups was a wish granted card. Mm. So it's very similar, but it's more emotionally charged. Okay, this is more like the physical act of like of just of winning, winning. in in a challenge. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, whereas with the the Nine of Cups, it was almost like uh, 
whatever your heart desired comes to fruition, not necessarily by your own efforts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just happens, right? And the Ten of Cups, um, the Ten of Cups reminded us of all of the lessons of the cups and the the ultimate goal of the Ten of Cups is, of course, to have that perfect relationship, that, that balance, the happily ever after, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's also kind of victory-like. There's, there's a lot of victory to be had, but it's definitely also reminding you of the lessons in the Ten of Cups to not take things for granted, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, and in the Six of Wands, it's not really reminding us of anything. If anything, it's saying, um, you know, you're... You're on the way up. You're in a good. You're, you're, in a good spot, and you're on the right path. And this path leads to victory. Um, and so it's kind of foretelling, saying if you stay on this path, you are definitely going to succeed, mm. and it's going to be good. So it's, it's a very positive card, unless it's your obstacle. <laughs> then then it's yeah. a little harder to interpret. Yeah. But in general, this card is pretty straightforward when it appears as. Uh, when it appears in in the spread, good things are coming. Good things are coming. Um, of course, it can also appear in like at, at representing a, what a person wants, and I think most people want good things to come. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we in general do want good things to yeah. come. Uh, yeah, but this card is really straightforward. In general, it doesn't normally represent like a spiritual victory, but once again, it depends on the other cards around it. Like. Right. If it has more of those cups cards, um, it could represent a spiritual uh, victory as well. But in general, it, it does represent something more material. But yeah. Cool. All right. So we're talking about uh, the trials of Theseus. 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 Yes. Yeah. So um, he has labor. We talked about him last week. We talked about him last week. Yeah. So last week we talked about the kind of the end of his life. Um, in our first episode with the fool, we talked about kind of the middle portion. <laughs> and then today we're going to talk about the beginning. Which um, I hope is better than the end because he, yes, he had a sad ending. He did have a sad ending. And I just think it's funny that, you know, we're telling it in reverse order. But I don't know, <laughs> with, with Greek myths in general, I find like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> which, the stories, which order. The stories happen in whatever order. Exactly. And, then, and sometimes yeah. it even if you try to think about them in order, your brain's going to hurt because they're things, jumping back and forth. <laughs> well, not even jumping back and forth, but sometimes it's like, this person shouldn't be alive, but they're in the story, but then later, and then and so it, just, <laughs> it just really doesn't make sense. So whatever, we're going to go with it. And I actually kind of, um, I, like I was saying uh, to you before, I couldn't have planned this any better um, if I actually had <laughs> that there are six um, labors of Theseus just like there are six wands in this card. I love that. It, I, was, it yeah. was meant to be. It really was because I'm like, oh, I'll do the labors of Theseus. And as I was looking at them, like, oh my goodness, there are six. Like, uh, couldn't have six been Six labors, six any of better. wands. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and so he, again, had labors just like Heracles did. We've talked about those in the past. Yeah, the, the labors of Heracles are really famous. Very famous, yes. And they're a little different in that uh, they were done more for his redemption, whereas for Theseus, it's more of his kind of, I don't want to say coming of age, but he basically, he does these, um, 
labors um, as he was journeying to Athens to meet his father, King Aegeus. So yeah. it is almost like a coming of age, coming maybe of something age. he did to prove himself. Yeah, definitely a part of like his hero's journey of yeah proving himself worthy as mm-hmm. a hero. Definitely. And there are some similarities um, between the labors too. And he stays in a much more confined area. His um, path is... Well, maybe it's not straight, but <laughs> it is kind of centered in and around Athens. Um, most of them are in his journey there, which is also what I kind of like with the Six of Wands. Yeah. You know, it come from from the journey. So we're going to go through them. They're not very long. If you're overwhelmed with there being six of them, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one um, takes place with, oh gosh, for, no. Periphetes. So Theseus. Say that five times fast. Oh no. Per, sorry, Periphetes. <laughs> Periphetes. So Theseus meets Periphetes, who had one eye, kind of like the Cyclops did, and a lame leg. And he was on on the road from um, Trozen to Athens, and he's actually um, a son of Hephaestus. Hmm. And as his son Hephaestus made gave him this bronze um, club. And, you know, gave it to him with the intention, okay, I'm going to give this to you so that, you know, you can help others with it, help those less fortunate. Um, yeah. He did not do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, instead would use it to rob and kill travelers that would uh, come on his road. Oh, no. And so that's why his name actually um, means the, the clubber. <laughs> what was his name again? Um Periphetes. 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 It means the, the clubber. clubber. <laughs> yeah, because he, he would bash, you know, the people with his club. Um, and so Theseus, when he came upon him, he was able to trick him, and he took his club and beat him with it. <laughs> oh. So was this like a magic club then? Because really. made it? Um, it might have had some other special powers, but just the fact that it was made of bronze, or sometimes people say iron. Yeah. Like it was a well-made um, item and so actually Theseus took it with him after he defeated and killed Periphetes, much like um, Heracles did with his first labor, the Nemean lion. Yeah. Uh, you always see him wearing, you wearing know, his this. lion skin yeah. um, from his first labor, so they have that similarity. Um, so for he, sure. So he carried the club with him on his, on the rest of the labors. Exactly. Yeah. So the second um, labor then um, takes place at the Isthmus of Corinth um, with Sinus. So Sinus was a giant and the son of Poseidon, and mm-hmm. he was nicknamed the Pine Bender. Um, <laughs> you you will notice a theme very quickly forming here. But um, <laughs> they're all called something. <laughs> well, yes, but. You'll see. Um, so what he would do, so a lot of these have to do with travelers. So a traveler would come and he would have them ha- have yeah them help him either bend down a pine tree to the ground and then he would unexpectedly let go and the person would catapult into the sky. Oh, jeez. Yep. So that's one version. The, <laughs> the other version would be that he would actually tie up the victims to the end of two bent pine trees and then um, like cut the rope so that the pine trees would spring back up and tear the person apart. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not very nice. There's something more like cartoonish about the first the first <laughs> description, like, I'm just Definitely. imagining, like, Team Rocket blasting off again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. And and once again, Theseus used the same method um, to 
overtake and kill Sinus as well. Okay. So, so he, like, tricked him with his own... With his... With his own murderous... Exactly. Murderous ways and, and did him in. Um, the, I like this idea of him using his opponent's power against them. Yes. Yeah. Another theme that we will continue to see. But okay. it is pretty cool. I like it, too. Yeah. Um, so not so much with this one. So the third labor, um, this happened in the north of um, the Isthmus. And it is called the Chromion Boar. So this is, there was this, you know, wild pig that was kind of murderous and rampaging around, um, but apparently belonged to this um, old witch and uh, in the north of Greece. And so Theseus, of course, went there and did away with the pig as well. Killed the pig. Killed the pig. Uh, the witch... Was she okay with this? Well, um, no. <laughs> Not much is said about the witch. Not much is said about the witch. Yeah. It just belonged to her. Yep, Faya. Yeah, it was a witch or an old woman that, that bred this, this sow. Um, but it, again, this is funny because um, Heracles also had a labor with a pig that he had to kill. So it's just funny. That was wild. Something about these wild pigs. Wild pigs are this wild, like, untamed nature that, you know, a heroic figure needs to come in and to kind of... I don't really um, hear much about, like, wild boar hunts anymore. Not anymore, it's no. Not really, but, you know, I, I do... There's a lot of, like, at least in fantasy, there's there does seem to be a lot of uh, wild boar hunting mm -hmm. kind of stories. So it's interesting that it's in two myths as well. I think it's, we don't see it as much or think about it as much as because we have domesticated pigs now yeah. and we don't really have wild boar or as much in the areas that we live. So we don't really think about it. Yeah. yeah. Let us know if you have wild boars where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I'm sure. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it exists. Somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, Warthog. Warthog. Warthog hunts. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of Timon and Pumbaa. I know. Poor Pumbaa. <laughs> We're not going to hunt you. Don't worry. Um, okay. So the fourth labor, moving on, um, took place near Megara. So this one was with someone named Siron, which, again, he kind of turned the tables on him. Uh, so what Siron would do, he lived on a cliff, um, near the coast and when someone would come um he would ask them oh can you please you know wash my feet or go wash your feet over there it's really nice blah 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 yeah um and wash them by the cliff and then he would kick them over the edge and then they would be eaten by a giant turtle that's terrible yeah I really dislike it when the story is about, like, abusing people's trust in others. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to travelers, because we haven't talked, or I haven't talked about this in quite a while, but one of, a very important um, feature, I can't think of the proper word, but Xenia, or hospitality, yeah. is very important um, in Greek culture, and especially ancient Greek culture. And I do so remember we talked about Xenia. We did, it's, just, it's been a while, and so all, if you know, pretty much all of these um, stories have to do with someone that is... Betraying Xenia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Betraying someone's trust in a, mm -hmm. a natural... Way, way and just being yeah. yeah again like the idea of being uncivilized and untamed and need this hero to come in and make everything right corrupt mm -hmm. if you will they're mm -hmm. they're corrupting corrupt and unnatural yeah. unnatural way so um theseus 
came and he um, he forced um, Siron to wash his own feet and then he kicked him off the edge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, he like took the same idea of what Siron was doing. Yep, exactly. And, and used it against him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, two more. So the next one is a king of Eleusis named Cerseon, uh, who was a really, really good wrestler. And he actually, again, would kill passing travelers um, by by challenging them um, to a wrestling match. And he said, you know, if you beat me, then you can have my kingdom. Um, if not, I'm going to kill you, <laughs> which isn't the well best then. thing ever. Well then. And uh, he was a very good wrestler, so he won a lot. Um, but high Theseus, stakes, high reward. Right. <laughs> um, Theseus, of course, was like, of course I'm going to you know, wrestle you, and he was able to beat him, um, but not through physical force, but through skill, his, oh. his skill. So okay, so cool. he, so he did wrestle him, and so he just had better techniques. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that Theseus must be, like, into jujitsu or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. This idea. Well, I don't know if he, it, it doesn't really talk geography, about that. But yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he was able to, like, I don't know, Put him in some sort of bind or something where it was really uncomfortable inside or did he actually kill Sarah? he did he oh did. he actually yeah. killed Sarah. Yeah. okay all of these people he he killed is this how he became a king um this is how so this is on his journey to athens where his father was the king mm-hmm. um after he went to crete and defeated the Minotaur and came back. He forgot to put the proper flag up on the ship, so his dad was sad, thought he was dead, and he j- jumped off the cliff, which is oh. why, it's, which is why it's called the Aegean Sea because he's King Aegeus, and then he became king. Well, if only he had waited until the boat right? docked. It was just the wrong. Yeah, they forgot to put the right uh, mast flag up, up yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. That's sad. That's a very sad story. Yeah. Uh, that that just rubs me the wrong way. I'm sorry. Poor poor king. You want, poor king you want the last sad story? All right, sure. Let's hear the last <laughs> one. What is okay. the last one? So, um, this one is for Procrustes. So this was a man again had a house by a road. Come come into my house. Don't do it. So this is to me. This is the Goldilocks kind of story because he had two beds, one that was big and one that was small. But he would make the person fit the bed so if someone was small he would put them in the big bed and stretch them out oh whereas if they were big he'd put them in the small bed and then he would cut off their legs or their head to make them fit that's awful yeah Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, again, Theseus forced uh, Procrustes to fit into one of his beds. Um, and by cutting off his head and his legs with his own axe. Oh. Yeah. So he forced him to fit into the small one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not the big one. Not the big one. <laughs> no. Well, that one is gruesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's... There's moments of silence there. <laughs> so, so after this is when he finally arrived at Athens and, um, you know, as a conqueror, as a hero, having gone through all these, the labors and these trials. So when he, like, went through each labor, how did people know? Did it just, like, spread out and people were praising him for for accomplishing them or? Sure. Sort of? 
<laughs> they just kind of spread. He just they had all these spread, stories. But also, yeah. I think when he got to Athens, he was like, these are the things that I did. This is everything I did on my way here. Exactly. And people, yeah, would have heard, oh, you know, such and such is dead because of... Yeah, this guy yeah. got seems to be dead now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to worry about well, him The wrestler, anymore. for sure. The wrestler mm-hmm. definitely would have so been So kind of like, seen. it's kind of interesting because he kind of cleaned up the area around the kingdom before going before there. Before getting there, yeah. And he's like, hey, Pops. I'm your son. I just uh, fixed all your problems. Yeah. There were six of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) There were a few. I can help with more. That's awesome. Yeah. There's actually, it's actually, this is actually reminding me of a a line in the, like in the American Tarot Association. Mm -hmm. They have a description of this card and uh, at the very end it says, travel in confidence and high spirits, (laughs) knowing that when you reach your destination, uh, you will have the reception that is worthy of a king. <laughs> so, like, that is exactly. That's exactly what Theseus did. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah. I, I think that's really funny that it, it just suits the six of wands very well. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy when that it can it happen. Just, sometimes things just fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that that's, that's basically about, all yeah, that I have. That's all, pretty much all I have too. There we go. We're a little short, but that's okay. We've gone <laughs> over some days, so we can go under some others. It's true. This, <laughs> today we 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 balance it out. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The sixes are numbers of balance. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, if you would like to contact us, um, you know how. Yes, <laughs> we'll have it in the show notes. It's yeah. we're on Instagram, we have our Facebook group, we're on Patreon if you'd like to support us there. Um, I forgot to check the iTunes today. We may oh. have a review, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but you can always leave one for us you there. Can we always, always leave appreciate one. it. Yeah, you can leave one even if, if we have reached the five, the number mm-hmm. five, which would be really great. Mm, but I think I won the bet. <gasps> oh, 50,000... Yay! 50,000 listens. Yay. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Thank you for listening, everyone. We really, really this appreciate it. This is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so I owe Biddy now. Uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, uh, our words of wisdom uh, come actually from Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, today. Um, and it has a lot to do with the fact that with wands, The work is never done. Hmm. So Gandhi says, Satisfaction lies in the effort, not in the attainment. Full effort is full victory. (laughs) There we go. Got the ukulele. Myth and tarot. Where do the ideas go? talk about stories, wands and symbols, and all of the above, myths, tarot, love.